five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome to another episode of the Ready, Set, Pwn podcast, your premier podcast to do with the Toronto Defiant and the Vancouver Titans. I am Chris at Lightforce, the voice coming to you two weeks from the last time, joined virtually as always by Omni, and as you already all should know, Sir Dr. J.M. Jordan. How goes it, gentlemen? I didn't think I'm going to make it here today. Perhaps by the time people listen to this, I I will be a father, but for now, everything's uh, calm. I, the funny thing was, I wasn't sure, like, how do I ask? Like, I don't want to put some pressure, like, the podcast is somehow the priority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if she goes to labor while we record this, I'll, you know, I'll finish, I'll finish my job and then I'll join her probably, you know. I would expect nothing less. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I'm a professional. Podcast before pregnancy. It's just another Tuesday. (laughs) Podcast before pregnancy. That's right. (laughs) Words to live by. (laughs) Words to die by. Gosh, yeah. Yikes. Yeah. I'm but gonna, uh, I'm gonna skip this part if we listen to this. <laughs> yeah. Listen to it on the drive over to the hospital. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Lana. It's a very short we're talk- drive. We're talking about you. Yeah, it's a very short drive here. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm I'm I don't know who's more excited, me or you, but <laughs> yeah, it's 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 comparable, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of excitement, there's a whole lot that's been going on in the world of well, Vancouver Titans rumors. Um, but, uh, we've seen obviously the Toronto Defiant make some changes. We'll be talking about those two teams. Uh, there has been a continued shift, I guess you could say in the world of Overwatch, uh, as well as the Overwatch league, which we'll get into. And, uh, I don't know, we'll probably talk about, uh, dad jokes and other such things as we are apt to do. So, uh, why don't we just start pushing this payload? Moving the payload. Join me. Kicking things off with our uh, trusty and consistent Toronto Defiant. Uh, the rumors are true. Cronong uh, has joined the Toronto Defiant. The announcement came out uh, moments after our show goes live because, hey, I know the Toronto Defiant uh, ops team. They don't care about plat chat. They care about RSP. And they ensured to uh, uh, make uh, the Wednesday meta hold true in, in announcing that, but not to be outdone. They actually followed it up just days later with the announcement that Muse was joining a Toronto defiant. Uh, also somewhat rumored to have been uh, headed that direction, but the Toronto defiant are really starting to stack up to be a, a solid contender. I, I'm not going to say a top tier because I don't know how we interpret what the early version of overwatch two, that's not going to be ready for retail until 2077 will be like but i'm i'm liking what we're seeing uh, from the six yeah stacked up is a is, is a good word to use uh i think we talked about this uh when when hotbow was announced like oh, maybe we were expecting like a big name for it for a tank well this is as big as as it can get uh a very big signing with muse and, and toronto is looking very well rounded already and very well equipped in my eyes, they just need a good flex DPS now, and they're set to have like they're. I'll say it. I think they're uh, already uh, gonna have the best season yet. Like you said, I'm not sure about contending because you you know you need to see it, right? It's not like they're the only good team, 
and uh, but definitely a good free agency season for them for sure. My my only question would be on paper, uh, do you think this team looks better than the team on paper looked at the start of last season? We had Sato, we had Michelle, we had Hisu. Mm -hmm. Uh, in terms of known quantities, uh, Lastro as well. Mm-hmm. You think you think this looks roster looks better? Ah, let me let me have a glimpse. Well, while you're 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 looking, <laughs> I I bit. actually would suggest last year on paper looked better, mm. but I feel that this one looks more dangerous. If that makes sense, higher potential maybe. Yeah, it's like the the high ceiling, but the low floor. Whereas the roster on paper that we saw last year, I felt was was much higher floor. The ceiling may not have been there, but I like I sure. genuinely expected consistency. Yeah. And obviously, uh, COVID did them a disservice in in requiring the adjustment. Not to suggest that Aspire didn't acquit himself well, yeah. but I think there was quite a bit of sort of uh, I don't know change that impacted their their consistency sort of early enough in the season that put them so far behind the eight ball that when we started to see them warm up to the point that the three of us raised they just happened to go and play against the san francisco shock team that had something to prove yeah yeah to me i think on paper they look better because muse on paper is a better quantity even like before the last season started and sato was Hadba is well. Hadba, Michelle, they're kind of different, but about the same ish as I, I, I'd expect people to rate them. Hisu is Hisu, yeah. but the biggest weakness I think last season for, um, you know, for Toronto, uh, maybe their support lineup wasn't like as stellar as you'd want it to be from a contending team or, or you know, pertaining to contend. Right now with Twilight, who's like we. we we know Twilight, right? We don't need to mm-hmm. introduce this guy on our podcast. <laughs> and they did not sign a rookie last year who was, you know, touted to be as maybe the best at his position. So, mm-hmm. like, it's all just potential. And who knows if he does live up to the hype. But, like, at least on paper, I- I'd say not not by a lot. But to me, it looks a little bit more promising than last season. Yeah. I, I think I lean... I think you guys summed it up. Did they say I lean? Honestly, no. <laughs> I was going to say I think I lean towards this roster looking better, but you guys, you guys pretty much nailed it in my mind. I think there's higher potential here. The yeah. the I mean, right now the only rookie they have, Cronon, um, yeah, looks m- more promising than probably any of the rookies they had last season. That's nothing against them. Um, it's just he's very, very highly touted at this point. So um, I'm looking forward to it. And I guess we're probably looking at maybe two to three more players announced, hey? Oh, that's well, a lot. Maybe. I, uh, for the Defiant? Yeah, I'm thinking I, they, they, they need a flex DPS, right? That's sure, but like... Uh, you don't think they're going to double stack flex support? Well, they, so, <laughs> I, okay, I don't know. And, you know, it, it's the uncertainty as to what the world of Overwatch yeah. 2 gives, right? Like, I think everyone has understood that a team is not going to carry a crap ton of 
tanks, chain or flex. Um, Not to suggest that there won't be already teams that have that, like the Hangzhou Spark F3. Um, But (laughs) the struggle I have is then if you were going to go and start to stack up, and we sort of talked about this as the last show, the show previous, DPS tends to be where you start to go in and, and carry the extra weight because mm-hmm. they can sort of slide. Whereas support, not so much into the world of, of DPS though. I know it does. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I but, think in, in my mind, I think that the way the league looks to be shifting. I mean, we saw a ton of double flex support at the end of last yeah. season. And yeah. I think if you, if you look at the other teams, almost everyone has double flex yeah. support right now yeah. it's definitely the majority of teams have double flex leaning more towards that yeah oh. so i th- i kind of think they'd be crazy not to sign another um who they get i don't i don't necessarily know but i think right now obviously the who they get question is is the flex dps right yeah oh and also i was i was like double guessing myself it's actually either korong or chorong not kronong Oh, well. <laughs> I I stand corrected. That's what these I'm here kids for. and gamers with their <laughs> whack names, right? Yeah, with our elite spelling. Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, the thing about Toronto, they have five signed right now. They need a flex DPS, sure. right? So that's one. We we know they'll get up to six. Obviously, they have to. Mm-hmm. I suspect we won't see them running with just uh, two DPS. I would suspect there'd be a third there. And if they are to then run a double flex, then we're looking at eight, which seems to be a lot for a five man game. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I, you know, there are already teams out there that have, have signed, you know, seven, eight players already Nine. and still have holes. <laughs> well, I mean, I was going to say and Chengdu has 20, but, <laughs> but the, the struggle is just, I either, I uh, mean, overwatch two, I just don't know. Like yeah, yeah. we're, we're seeing hero reworks. Like this is the part that I find interesting. We know there are going to be hero reworks across the board. Now, yes, yeah, some will may stay the same, but considering the number of hero weeks reworks, at least on the support that we know of are going to hit flex. Like is the idea because it's going to be so crazy you need two so they can sort of split right. the difference? Like I, I don't know if that's the logic. Yeah. We don't yeah. really don't know what the teams know about the, the game. I guess mm-hmm. in my mind as well, like support remains the biggest question mark. We've seen the least amount of reworked characters in terms of Overwatch 2 in terms of flex because they've focused mostly on DPS, but they have talked a little bit about Zarya and Winston and Reinhardt having some changes. But I don't think they've really talked much other than like, yeah, every healer will have a passive heal kind of running all constantly. Other than that, I don't think we know much about support. Well, well no, but I think like if, if we don't know a lot about specifics, but they have like, like Brig is an example. True. Right. Like mm-hmm. Brig's changing. Yeah. They said as much. Yeah. What? Who knows? Maybe she's a tank now. Like. Could be fun. Hey, she was a tank when she, she got was, put in the yeah, damn game. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we still don't know everything. Even the changes we know about uh, the moment, like uh, the pro started playing it, the, the moment mm-hmm. whenever that starts, you know, the alpha beta, it's going to change a lot too. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm sure it's very broken as is. So yeah. it's well, I, just. 
They're going to be playing on the Omega based on. Yeah, the Omega, the Alpha and the Omega. The same Every time. character running around in T-pose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just That's bullets true. flying out of That's nowhere. True. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so the good thing is we can expect Toronto to make an announcement tomorrow. They will. Yep. Which would be today if you're listening to this or Good yesterday point. if you're listening to the day before or day after. But yeah. But I mean that's that's meta flex DPS or uh flex support announcement uh, on Wednesday. Um moving out west here, the Vancouver Titans have officially announced very little outside of a troll where their social <laughs> media uh manager dropped the contract signature. Um <laughs> and at that uh, officially right. sign or like was it officially and then reply to it the weekend. Yeah. Um, and it was, I mean, the timing was correct because it was based off a halo drop and a crap ton of rumors. Um, there's another account. I don't know if it's a Twitter account or a Twitter account as it references to a, a Reddit account that has also started dropping names um, and has had a, as their name implies a 75% success rate. I, I saw it rose to 77 oh really yeah yeah that's next level that you're a leak account who simply has your name as the percentage of accuracy hey those are good odds (laughs) well no i mean let's be honest i think halo uh in some respects has a very similar uh success rate was it how was it apply i want to say oh yeah that dropped it dropped the tweet like of of Halo dropping into his DM saying, I'm so sorry, I got the team wrong. We thought you were going to London, but I think it, you're, you're going to Paris. And he's like, neither is true. <laughs> but um, so one, yeah, Halo gets them wrong too. The fact that he slides into a player's DMs to apologize, but then shoot another shot is, is yeah. some next level stuff. Um, but uh, what are these rumors about the Titans that for some reason you haven't heard about all of them? Uh, the first one is that uh, apparently Aztec is uh, coming out west, uh, previously of uh, of the Defiant. Um, although he mounted, this is the thing. I, I give pause because maybe there is a player named Aztec, which <laughs> is how Halo spelled it. I think he replied to his own tweet and asterisk Aztec. Yeah. Okay, I hadn't seen that, but uh, it's not a knock against. Halo in so much that the the reality of the Titans signing some off the board player named Aztec <laughs> is possible. Um, another rumor was that uh, Shockwave would be returning uh, home as it was positioned to the Vancouver Titans. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aspire coming out uh, west from the Toronto Defiant. False coming from, I believe, American Tornado. Yeah. And then the most recent rumor is that uh, Masa would be coming from uh, ATL. Uh, into uh, uh, Titans blue and green, all of which are rumors because as we know with the Vancouver Titans, they announce when they're good and ready to announce. It could very well be Christmas. Yeah, just before they uh, go into game against, you know, a team. The day, the day, well, okay. They have to actually have five players announced by like the new year. We'll get it like that day. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, and this is, this is the thing that I don't quite understand. Why do you have to wait so long? Like if yeah. pen is on paper, I understand as a team, you might want to go and stitch together some form of like promo or video or what have you does it a little bit differently. Does it take you that long to put something together? I mean, we know it doesn't because other teams are doing it, <laughs> you know, there's <laughs> like, a, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say all these teams are putting together these announcements for 
individual players. If you want to do one longer, larger one to announce your whole roster, I mean, Atlanta did it, right? Yeah. I, I truly don't think it is. it takes that long. Um, <laughs> I was just about to say, it's it's really ironic because I think if you check, the Vancouver Titans Twitter uh, page definitely interacts the most with, with uh, oh. <laughs> Halo. And yeah, it does. Uh, until like whenever the announcements come or, or whoever is, you know, getting the okay uh, from the top for the news to come out, we'll, we'll just be waiting. I, 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 I'm, I'm definitely, I'm pretty sure that these rumors are true because at least this season, he, he, he boasts like a 90 something percent. And these players are good players, which we, well, look at the, if you look at the spreadsheet, like, slots are 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 going out and i was talking about this a little bit before like your pool is dwindling the the more you wait to sign these free agents you're starting to run out of these people and 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 these people weren't really linked to any other team just to say like if we are addressing the the names there uh i'd say big if true is is my take on this because if you could like start collecting and looking at the names that you still have available right now after most of these teams already have about, I don't know, five, four, seven players, whatever. These are really good names, especially if you like consider the Titans. I was, we were talking about how you, we know, right, that they're like throwing bags around. And, and uh, we saw Yiska tweet out, like, oh, I like what Vancouver is doing. And it was odd because, like, we were addressing the part where even if you want to sign someone like, like um, Shockwave, you can't just like tell them, okay, here's a contract. You got to bring in a plan. Yeah. So my thought on this is probably, you know, uh, they had to have known of each other potentially signing, right? I'm talking about the players because you have to pitch a plan to get someone mm-hmm. like Shockwave or Masa. I'm sure like we're not the only uh, teams to try to get these guys. Even uh, Sam, that, that guy that the San Francisco Shock signed, he did uh, uh, talk about, uh, Halo did, that it was between Vancouver and Shock yeah, or something that. like that. Well, yeah, he, he, he kind of amended that later but there seems to be something going on it looks like a good plan uh and these players you know they they talk and and yeah if if there are good players coming to vancouver uh it must be like a big big package of of some of these players i I like the names that we see um add add to like the names that i mentioned like our favorite from toronto aspire who had like a great season i was really upset he was like released I'm honestly really excited to see this team. If we get to see these players play on the team, um, and you know, we we did mention false. According to again, tier two aficionados on Reddit, he's one of the best Western off tanks prospects, and he's also Canadian, which is another plus. So nice. yeah. it's cool. It's nice to to even see the the names that are linked to the rumors, and yeah, it doesn't seem like people are, are starting to shout no that's ridiculous or or the players commenting on it it looks like yeah that's that's what probably is going to happen and I'm, I'm there for it if it does yeah the you know conversation with the vancouver titans had been that oh they're good thing they're finally you know no longer going to be a budget roster i mean we've talked about it on the show they tried to throw some money yeah. around last season money was never but, the issue but that's it that was there was some doubt by players within the league as to, do I really want to go there? Because I don't, I don't quite understand what's happening. Maybe there's a trust issue, whatever. Last season was about rebuilding that trust. 
the team obviously didn't have the success they had probably hoped they would have. Um, I've had some in a couple other discords suggest that uh, Shredlock's retirement mid-season uh, drastically set them back mm-hmm. so much that uh, the chemistry was there and they might have sort of started to squeak out a couple wins. Mm-hmm. But I honestly believe it was about showing that, hey, we're going to start with a team. We're going to keep that roster. We're going to treat them well. We're going to provide them a, a a fabulous time in Vancouver as best as we can within the context of the pandemic and uh, see how sort of the chips fall. By all accounts, um, Fried, Linkser, I mean, they've both come out and said it's it's great. Like, I they were hope treated I well, back. yeah. Yeah, like Linkser, he is still here in Vancouver mm-hmm. um, prior to taking up uh, his professional Valorant career. Um, but I think this has now solved that problem that they had previously, and now the money can be spent in such yeah. a way that it's now being accepted by some of the yeah, the they, higher tier or more in demand. The way option. this community is built, you know, around Twitter, around Discord, all of these players, we saw the screenshots plenty of times before. They're all in it together. Even though there's not like a proper union, you know, they're all in each other's DMs constantly asking before they sign. And I'm sure like it was communicated to them, hey, like I have an offer from from this team and that team, our Vancouver how do they treat you? They're they're giving me this nice contract, and it seems like other players might might want to join. And it's a positive. We said that like everything is redeemable. You just gotta, you know, do it step by step. And and mm-hmm. I wish well, them well. We always say like we're not we 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 hate on them a lot, but but we do uh, give them props too when it's you know deserved. We're we're, we're not like being uh, you know we're trying to be objective here. Well, and if you look at sort of the logistics behind every single one of these players, it's not a ton or it's not a huge degree of separation from Vancouver. False is the only one I'm not familiar with, but Aspire, obviously we have the Canadian connection. I assume it's probably easier to get a visa for a country you've already had a visa for. False is also Canadian. False is Canadian. So there you go. There's that. Um, Shockwave already played for Vancouver. Right. Plus he was with Coach Flubby before. So we know he's got that connection. There's a good chance players were talking to him saying, Who is the coach for like? the American Tornado? Wheats. Yeah. Exactly. What did Aspire <laughs> play for before Toronto? Exactly. So Dolls, right. You know, you you go down the line, Massa, we have the connection with um, I believe Fire was with Atlanta last season. Well, there are some that suggest Atlanta is Vancouver's academy team. Yeah. <laughs> and then Aztec as well. I mean, you've got the Canadian connection. So Spires being, well, it, being in Canadian. Together. Exactly. So there's all these sort of threads that that lead to Vancouver. I mean, maybe it's simply because they're the only other Canadian team. Uh, but I think there's, there's in theory, a, you know, it's not the gif of or the picture of the, the red string on the wall connecting all the dots. It's not that far of a stretch to suggest that these players have connections uh, to Vancouver or to players and could easily get this information. Right. So uh, fewer degrees of separation uh, than they have to Kevin Bacon. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And it's exciting. Like just, you know, this signaling, the, the flexing it does like Masa, you know, like people wanted that guy on their team was probably one of the best, like besides funny Astro and Moth, the biggest name in main support or someone mm-hmm. like shockwave. He's like on the same level, like, like an EQO, right? If you, if that's like the kind of people you're going for. 
it's quite exciting. Especially Absolutely. after, you know, the last two seasons that Vancouver had. Yeah. Asterisk, it's all rumor. It's oh, yeah, just yeah, yeah. This this podcast is a rumor. I'm not really sure if it's confirmed yet, so. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we're only about 77%. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> Um, one final thing to, to touch on, and uh, this uh, just happened recently. Uh, team mom for the Vancouver Titans, uh, Chibi, and uh, former uh, coach in Toronto and now a, a coach in Boston, Baroy, uh, found themselves up in the Yukon Territory. For those who are not familiar with the Yukon Territory, it is north of British Columbia. Somewhere and, most uh, of us never go. Uh, like I, I can actually claim to have been to Whitehorse uh, oh, myself in the Yukon territory. Frosty up there. Well, this is not the time of year I would necessarily suggest going, unless you are <laughs> looking for that type of weather. Uh, but the two went up there and got engaged. So, uh, you know, huge congratulations! Very cool. I, when I when it was shared in Titans Court, I mean, that was that's good news. It's exciting. I actually yeah. brought it over to RSP Court to make sure people knew about that and. Um, I would imagine this news has made its way into Defiant Court. I actually, Defiant Court's still very busy. And it's hard for me to keep up, but um, yeah, I mean, that's great news. Um, happy times. Yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. Cue the soundboard round of applause. If I knew which button on there my, uh, my roadcaster, I did it right now. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, uh, we'll take ourselves a short break uh, before we dive into the fray. to take a moment to um kick off the fray uh, by talking about um news that uh, alarm um formerly of the, the philadelphia fusion had suddenly passed away um this news was shocking to say the least it's it's always shocking when a a young person or really anyone but a young person who has life in front of them um sees that uh, come to a, a sudden halt and I, like many others, when that tweet came out and started getting dropped, was like, is this real? Like, it's not something, the type of thing you would joke about, right? nor should you ever consider that that's a good thing. But yet, despite that, I was like, is that is that real? Like, I, I, I can't believe it. Um, but it's just so jarring. You have, you know, a former rookie of the year right. who is is no longer with us, and while details um, are few, and frankly, I don't think all that important, um, considering the the circumstances, um, it just highlights how fleeting life can be. And and we have seen a number of teams sort of comment that uh, you know, reach out if you haven't spoken to someone or um, you know you haven't heard from them, reach out because that opportunity is now. Um, but I mean, for the two of you, I mean, how did this, uh, this land, uh, when you saw it? Mm. Yeah. Like, like you, uh, when I got that notification from discord, I, I had to reread it like five times. So like, you know, the, the 
first reflex is alarm. It's like, what isn't he signed? Uh, what are they letting him go? And then you see this, you know, the big announcing his death or whatever the wording was. It was shocking. I like it for, for a moment. I was like with family and all that. I'm like reading and like, I was like, what's going on? And yeah, it's devastating. Like you said, very young, a very successful individual being so good at what he loves, you know, striving so hard to get to that spot that now people like us who never met him, you know, they talk about him and he achieved such, you know, great heights at his craft, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so condolences to, you know, his whole, his family and his teammates and everyone who really knew him personally, of course, for us, you know, it makes us really look at life again. Like you said, of course, we don't know him personally, but we're around overwatch all the time. And these players is like, you know, they're like, heroes to us with what they do and we love the game and it's really impressive their achievement and their competitiveness and if they weren't that good and 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 interesting to follow we wouldn't be doing this thing to begin with so yeah it's it's weird it's those small things that constantly remind you like me being even coming to the spreadsheet and hitting that delete on his name was like really hard and watching obviously i'm sure you both watched that uh rookie of the year video yeah and it was hard to see it looks like he was a really stand-up guy and everybody who knew him really you know spoke just the best things about him and it's very sad yeah there there isn't much more for me to say obviously it was super shocking i hadn't been on twitter almost at all that day i think it was on sunday right um yeah and i just kind of popped on at night and and like you say you know almost misleading in that you, you see all these pictures and you're like oh there's a big announcement and they start mm-hmm. reading through them. And it's, it was just like, is, is this a hoax? Like just seems like it can't be true. Right. Um, so yeah, obviously everything you guys have said, you know, condolences to the family and the friends, um, everyone that he knew um, and, and, you know, the community at large um, for all the, for all the smack talk that, you know, overwatch gets and especially, you know, competitive overwatch and things like that. Um, it's a community, you know, people yeah. cheer for things that they're passionate about. Um, people like to see people that are the best at what they do and alarm certainly was. And then on top of that, all the, you know, all the talk around him right now is that he was an outstanding, uh, person all around, you know, mm-hmm. friendly, um, welcoming, easygoing, you know, someone that I, I don't think I've seen a single negative thing about him. Not that, you know, you would, but it's just absolutely tragic. Um, and yeah, um, like you say, you know, there's, there's nothing that can be done really. Um, but you know, tell your loved ones that you love them and reach out to people because you never know what might happen. The, you know, community as a whole has recognized how, friendly he was, uh, how he was, he was the type of person people wanted to be around. And I think mm-hmm. that speaks highly that you, um, have this, this aura that people want to be part of it. Like, you know, I, I look at my life and it's one where I hope people wanted to be with me, not away from me. Yeah. Right. And that, I think, you know, speaks highly of, of him as a, as a person, uh, something else that t- did come up was that, you know, as timing goes, it was only, you know, days to the anniversary 
of the passing of Dennis uh, Havalka, uh, Internet Hulk. And, um, you know, that is purely coincidental at, at best, but it's it did, you know, sort of start to, to spearhead this, this movement that the Overwatch League should rename the Rookie of the Year award in, in the honor of, of alarm for one, how phenomenal he was at the role. Um, the fact that he was by all accounts, good people. Um, and there's no sign that one way or the other, um, of what will occur. I mean, John Spector sort of replied, um, and said that, you know, we're, we're definitely going to evaluate how best to honor him. But at this point, our, our focus is on his, his family Mm -hmm. and his friends. And I think that's, that's where it should be. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as far as the overwatch league and, and moves that have been taking place, um, there was one, uh, cut as we would call it, where the, uh, Atlanta rain had, uh, wished Unter um, well in his journeys, uh, though that was simply a, a matter of process, uh, because he has found himself a new team. Um, so I'm not entirely sure if that's a fair quote unquote cut, but there have been a lot of additions since uh, our last episode two weeks ago. So let's start off with uh, the Atlanta rain. They've added Nero venom, ultraviolet, as well as OG Boston has added Marvel. The fuel have added uh, rascal as an assistant coach, <laughs> uh, which is interesting. Uh, Florida has added hydron uh, near Guangzhou charge have added unique uh, London have added backbone. They re-signed Hattie. Uh, they added Poco and provide the gladiators have added face as a head coach. Hunter has gone to LAG as an assistant and smash as an assistant. Uh, Paris added Glister. The Philadelphia Fusion have added M and three, as well as Zest. The San Francisco Shock are going in a completely different direction, um, having added Finn, Kilo, Proper, Sam, uh, and then Soul have added Toby as a head coach, as well as Wizard Young as sort of a data and strategy director. And uh, the Washington Justice have added uh, Krillin. one that uh, came in late uh, was, uh, I believe it was what, Florida had added uh, Adam yeah, uh, as well. And uh, Lastro has found himself in uh, in Houston, the SBD. Yep. Lots of interesting news. Um, yeah. Paris uh, getting Glister back was one of the more surprising for me. I was I was gonna say if I had to pick one of the biggest shocks on this list, <laughs> yeah. it would probably be Paris. Yeah, yeah Avala like, doing doing work. Yeah. Well, I mean, Avala has always done work. Um, yeah. Including a trip to Vancouver, <laughs> where her I guess her boyfriend is here and his family. Mm-hmm. But um, I I look at Paris and I okay. I like the the addition of Glister, but I sort of wonder where are they like looking to go. Right. Like does does Glister make them that much better that they're no longer gatekeeper? Whereas when in fairness, they they overachieved last season. Yeah. I mean, yes, we had them low, but most did as well. Um Glister makes them better, but like I'm wondering how they uh, elevate. I mean, that's why it was so weird, right? Because it's He's kind of like a sore thumb there, 
in the best way possible, right? You you do want to get that kind of uh, uh, player on your squad, but I really didn't expect it. I was I remember talking about I, I wish like Toronto maybe gotten them or something like that, but uh, yeah, no, I'm impressed. Also, another one that was uh, kind of interesting is that po- Poco didn't go to Paris. Like, probably another thing was discussed. I don't think we you have it here in the notes. Oh, but that's also a, as a, just a rumor, right? The decay thing. Yes. Okay. I was gonna bring up the decay thing when we were talking. <laughs> the decay about thing. It's, it seems like every season there's a decay thing. <laughs> that's that's right. I mean, it's. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, like, if you look at decay. And he's on the market. There's a, there's got to be a reason there. Yeah. Right. Like I'm on. You know what has come out of his his time in in uh, in Texas has not been overly positive. Right. Like, yeah. and now the team that you found your way to and spent a season to is looking to find a new home for you. Yep. You know, I. I it, it's interesting it's it's it interesting is right because again looking at this spreadsheet toronto defiant missing a flex dps what well, is and, decay you know well, i don't know like if there's a problem there do you want that like do the benefits outweigh the net like the the negatives and i i, I just well and the, and the problem is so much of it is rumor and speculation right i mean the fact that he may be getting shopped itself is rumor and speculation sure but the the background behind what we're talking about is that there have been rumors about him not being the best person to play with not being the the friendliest you know i think it was crimzo back on houston that tweeted something to the extent of decay was throwing matches back when they used to play together because he he didn't think they could win um and I would like to think that Toronto's as an organization has shown us that they do care about that type of thing, that they don't want to be bringing in someone who maybe, you know, again, it's all speculation, but maybe more toxic towards team members and the organization well, and things like that. that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I, I genuinely don't believe uh, the defiant, let alone like OAM would tolerate that. Yeah. Like I, I, I feel that, Again, they they're okay. I, I define myself as the boomer, right? I'm the old man here who he sees a certain way. Like I would I would prefer to even if they were phenomenal and they put my team over the edge, I'd rather not have that within sort of my space. Mm-hmm. Um I feel that Toronto is kind of, you know, akin to how I feel. But then I, I again like what do I know? It is to your point, to Jordan, like it's it's a rumor, it's conjecture. Like we're we're working with a, a a limited deck here, but I just what? if it looks like a duck, walks mm-hmm. like a duck, sounds like a duck, might be a cow. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a duck. Who do we still have uh, left available out of like Korean like mm, well, I mean, Yes, it's still not. Are we talking about tier two? No, because, no, I'm talking about but, tier one guys. But like, just because you're tier one doesn't necessarily. No, of course mean, not. I'm just like I. These are more known quantities to us, at least, who never watched the contenders game. And then, like, I guess I'm just talking about myself. But no, you're, you you're know right. what I mean. <laughs> um, I, nobody really jumps out in my mind. Um, I'm not. I'm not usually the best at thinking of players when I'm not looking at a big spreadsheet of them. So take Hacksaw out of retirement. Yeah. <laughs> 
Although that's the dream. Who are I've you? Heard some, <laughs> I've heard some rumors about his time in Vancouver. True. Um, I don't know. Did I ever share that uh, Haxel was on the block? Titans tried to trade him after the first season. I know you've talked to me about it. <laughs> okay. I don't know if I've ever shared that on the show, but the Titans actually tried to trade two players uh, at the end of that first season. One of them was bumper, which I think everyone would like, okay, that makes sense because he kind of found his way out. The other one was Haxel. Mm-hmm. And that that's interesting. A team that is looking to trade your rookie of the year after that season Mm-hmm. That's saying something. Now, I don't know why a deal did not happen. I don't know if it was that teams were like, what's up with that? Or the Titans were asking for everything in the sun for them, which is equally as possible. But yeah. Did, uh, <laughs> did, did someone see retire? Uh, not I officially. Oh. I wouldn't say that. I don't think he did either. Did he? But I don't, I don't necessarily think SMS comes to mm-hmm. Toronto. Yeah. It's just a, I mean, just I, a thought. I, 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 I see the thread you're, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're pulling on, but well, and, and I guess, I mean, you know, to, to the effect of decay or for that matter, any, any player who's available, the, well, there's many unknowns, but a part of the unknown is we don't know their relationships that already exist, whether it be mm-hmm. coaches, whether it be other players, Um, You know, obviously, if two players played on the same team, we do know that that was a fact, but they may not have been best friends or they may have been bunkmates, right? They may be best buddies. So maybe Decay's good friends with someone else on the team. And and through that, they're able to find common ground, bring him on. Maybe he's good friends with with, uh, the head coach um, or something like that, someone else in the organization. There are certainly ways that it could happen. Um, and again, that doesn't apply exclusively to decay. That could be any player. Um, but we can only speculate so much. Yeah. The, um, I'm just thinking back to the, the time we interviewed the Titans. SMS was a good interview. Oh, very candid, very open. Slime wasn't a good one as well. Uh, bumper. Mm -hmm. Those, those three genuinely looked like they wanted to be there. Mm -hmm. Um, the other players felt like it, it came across that they were, there because they had to be and it obviously is awkward because um situations completely different foreign country Mm -hmm. um they're speaking to us we speak english so we had uh michael uh, there to help translate but uh despite these issues sms like Mm -hmm. he he was into it nice and he was he was being candid so i i'm okay yeah yep toronto sign someone's yeah right (laughs) and i mean bumper yeah, and bumper. Or flex support. Bring back bumper. Whatever he wants. Whatever he wants. <laughs> yeah, bumper happy. He wants. We hey, want he to see that smile again. The Hanzo again. and the Farah. The, bu- so. the, bum- the Bumzo, the Bara, I mean, the Banna. Along those lines, it's actually kind of funny because I, when I started following the league, I came in partway through GOATS. So, like, I didn't watch before that. So, to me, a lot of these players that are actually DPS or some of them support players, to me are not like Somansu to me is not a DPS in my mind. Um, you know, Axel in a lot of ways for a long time was not a DPS in my mind because nobody played DPS, right? Because it was goats. Um, so it definitely took me some time to wrap my head around looking at rosters and being like, hold on a second. You're not playing Zarya, you know, and that, and that kind of thing. So anyways, well, so I mean, there you go. SMS. Now you have your backup tank. Yes, that's true. 
I mean, uh, Neist and Teru are still available. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Tayo on uh, uh, from San Francisco. Oh, that's a good one. But I, I'd consider him, you know, more leaning towards the Western or mixed rosters. Sure. I, I, and Toronto is definitely going towards the Korean. Like that's a good someone point. like Ikkyo is still available for these teams, where like you could go to Vancouver. That would be a good signing. <laughs> True. Yeah. Did you say Tyone Tyone San Francisco is interesting <laughs> in my mind? Because yeah. like, why did he? Why did he sign there? Well, okay, I would sign there if they offered me. A contract, <laughs> yeah, but. it's an unfortunate situation. He did yeah. speak on this. It seemed like he was kind of abandoned halfway. You know, it, it happens in every sport where you have like mm-hmm. a contending team, and then you are too deep, and there's a good young player you 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 wish you could develop, but you can't. Uh, it happens. Yeah. Taru, so people are really big on Taru coming back to Vancouver. I just, I don't see it. They would have, uh, or they would not have released released him if that's what they wanted. No, I think that, I honestly, I, you might do right. I, if, if they wanted to bring him back, I genuinely believe they, they were rolling the dice on everyone and they might look for a re-sign, but I just, I, I, I'm not a knock against Taru. It's just if the rumors are true as to what they're talking about roster-wise, Taru doesn't really fit that. Yeah. Who do you think it would be more surprising of a comeback to Vancouver, Taru or Chansik? I think Taru. Chansik, yeah. I could see coming Yeah, that's, that's my thought, too. But again, I mean, what do I know? But I'd prefer EQ. <laughs> um. If if we'd like to talk about another team, I'd love to talk about the uh, Florida United Nations, as Albert Yeah called them, <laughs> because I thought that was was quite interesting. Florida seemingly building yeah. up this roster of I don't want to say misfits because it's not like they're you know players that were forgotten or anything, but from all over this yeah. complete like taking mixed roster to a whole new level. You know, I think traditionally mixed has been mostly a little bit of North American and and Korean, but their roster is just all kinds of crazy at this moment. Um, their most recent signing with Adam is an Australian player who I believe was with uh, the Valiant before they uh, imploded, sure. before they had sure. their giant wow. move. Um, so exciting to see Adam getting, you know, getting another shot. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to Florida this upcoming season. Um, they also had a wonderful flash sale on their store, which is how I wound up with two Florida Mayhem hoodies. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing something new in a lot of ways, you know, something that yeah. is seemingly out of left field. Um, and especially, I mean, given all the rumors about, uh, about Yaki potentially making a bigger jump as well over to New York, but right. Yeah. Another team that, probably wants to have a better season and another team that has announced next to nothing. Yeah. Well, they've announced at least one thing, which is more than the Los Angeles vacant have. True. True. And the <laughs> Vancouver vacant, if you will. <laughs> well, okay. But at least there's, uh, there's, there's a lot of Vancouver don't, the social media accounts going on. Yeah. 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 Don't cast stones though. We you know, <laughs> breadsticks. We, we have breadsticks and memes. That's right. Yeah. No. Okay. If, if the, Titans had gone silent like the vacant have. Mm-hmm. There would have been. I would have had one of those RSP TED talks. Good point. Um, we do. We like, do have content finally, which is 
entertaining to say the least. What did I call? Oh, what did I call them last year when they said it because of COVID they couldn't because of visa issues they couldn't like sign more. Ah, uh, valiant lie, like lying. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> now lying, now they have a yeah. new one. The um. Well, I saw a rumor that there was some thought that the Valiant were actually going to spend money, but at the, I mean, at this point, what do they got to spend it on? Right, it's the same. Who knows? Maybe they've signed an entire roster and they're like somehow leak proof. Well, and and certainly, I mean, there are teams right now that I think have money, but have made very few announcements. I, I think New York is one of those organizations that I think is is widely popular but they've announced next to nothing. We know Philly has a significant bag to pull from and they've only announced. uh, Yeah. They're also behind two players at this point. I, okay. I, I don't know the validity of this thought process of mine, but a team like New York and a team like Philadelphia having sort of not made announcements in my mind is possibly indicative of them not being entirely sure where they'll be based. Oh, Ooh. it's getting late though they should <laughs> they should figure well, they that need, out they, they have too much well this is the overwatch league like, <laughs> they don't even know what game will be playing signed who's yeah, like I remember yeah i right? I, I i told the vancouver titans before like you're gonna run out of the players and it seemed to like move them around a little bit hopefully uh the people from you know the fusion and excel listen to this podcast too yeah uh, anyhow, I mean, in two weeks' time, who knows? Maybe the the Valiant uh, will actually have a team. Maybe the Vancouver Titans will have made announcements. Maybe SMS will be in Toronto because Jordan has willed it. Um, <laughs> Fingers crossed. Hey, I mean, we were the ones who willed Twilight into being. Now, look, I, I want to be uh, clear about Soman Sue. That was just a shot in the dark. I pulled a name I knew, okay? Like I said, I'm not, I'm not good with the names if I don't see them in front of me. So, Oh, man. Uh, speaking of uh, willing things together, um, uh, what can you guys do to will Overwatch 2 into existence? Because it sounds like... Um, well, okay. I have no issue with the game being done right. I mean, uh, based on the last quarterly update that occurred, and for those that may not realize this, we've talked about on the show, every quarter, Activision Blizzard has to go through and announce for their investors how their organization is performing and they have key metrics, but anytime this organization sets a date, we plan on this happening. Then they need to provide updates. And if that date's going to be missed, they have to actually, you know, communicate and convey that. And so while no date or timeline was provided for overwatch Two, the belief was that it would be pretty quick because, Hey, we're going to have a league play on overwatch Two, at least an early version. Yeah. Well, that update says that the early version is going to be really early. Um, in fact, it had created confusion when the quarterly update said, oh, the game is actually going to be delayed. The timeline needs to be extended. We need to do it the right way. We've seen a lot of turnover. Heck, one of the people in charge of uh, the the game in, in Blizzard, she's gone into like an entirely different organization. So there's another leadership reset happening. I just genuinely wonder if we're not like, I think it was Jason Schreier yeah. is dead fast we're not seeing it in 2022 yeah i am um, when all this news broke i saw it first from an article by liz richardson over on dot uh where she 
talked about this and of course, you know, quoted Jason's findings on this or whatever. And I responded to that tweet and said that overall, I think this is good news. They're basically saying they're soft launching the product for the Overwatch League to run on, but we're not going to get a full product to the public until it's closer to fully feature ready. Now, obviously you can only convey so much in a tweet. I did get a reply or two saying, you're crazy. What are you on? This is awful for the league. And that's kind of the side of things that I wasn't considering. I'm a member of the public. So when it comes to these things, I'm often thinking of them from the public standpoint of we want game, give us game. And ultimately what they're saying is we're not going to give you half a game. We're not going to give you an unfinished game. We want to give you the fully featured game all at once. Now that doesn't take into account anything to do with the league. So I'm purely thinking about it from that standpoint. And of course I even, I dropped this in, in uh, ready set poem discord as well. And I mean, I had a few conversations with people just being like, yeah, for the league, this is potentially disastrous. Yeah. Well, more than the league, I think the competitive scene, Yeah, absolutely. because if, if, if top tier overwatch league has access to this early version, but tier two does not, mm-hmm you've 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 fractured your entire competitive yeah. scene yeah. your your Before, professional competitive scene earlier when uh jeff kaplan was announcing the entire thing when overwatch 2 was coming into existence they did say that all the pvp stuff is going to leak down to overwatch 1 so you will still be able to you know play the competitive updates and and whatnot but you won't be getting access to the big single player or co-op components that they're going to uh, add on to um, Overwatch 2. Is that a, a thing anymore? Nobody knows. I don't know at this point if the direction has changed or not uh, from then. Um, to me, a big part of it is, sure, Overwatch 2. Uh, I, like, obviously my confidence is a little rattled, but I still feel like, the league is going to play on Overwatch 2, and, and I don't know how great it's going to be. Probably it's going to be kind of like a a disaster at first, but I think it's going to happen. Like, what my concern is exactly is not just Tier 2, but, like, Overwatch 1, man. This, this game, like, we're not getting anything, and it's, at this point... What are you talking about? We have a new character, Cole we Cassidy. Have a, we have a new, uh, we have a new color. That's true for, for, for his outfit. It's so unfortunate. Like for me, it's still probably one of my most played games, you know, even now. But like, I know I'm in the in, in a minority at this point, and it's 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 sad. It's sad. I know, like the turnaround was not supposed to be that long, and then COVID happened, and a lot of things went wrong. But but man, it's like it's they're not helping themselves with this one. Well, I think the point that drives this home to me as being a problem is the fact that the last thing that was ever really said was overwatch one was in maintenance mode because we're focusing everything on overwatch two that announcement from jeff at blizzcon which was in 2019 we have received zero indication as to what's happening in overwatch one like is it still in maintenance mode? I mean, sure. it doesn't seem to be for you if you're an FFA player because they've had a couple of free-for-all <laughs> maps. But it doesn't, like, 
yeah, Cole Cassidy happened because it had to. They've added events and in, 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 uh, cosmetics, but there's no maps, no new hero. Yeah. Um, they haven't said much about Overwatch 2. Yeah, we've seen Push as a map. We've seen some hero reworks and events. But what was it that Overwatch 2 was going to be different? It was going to be the PvE part. We've seen nothing since BlizzCon. Yeah. Like, not even BlizzCon line. So I feel that they are creating this doubt and the questions. And maybe Overwatch 2 is going to be a phenomenal game. Maybe I should just have an open mind to go focus on playing other games like Call of Duty Vanguard or um i don't know new world the thing is that i love overwatch i still play it today like to your point omni i often find i'm spending a couple of hours few hours every week just it's a game i log in i play a few matches i log out um i pick it up i put it down and i'm not going to complain about that i i, I still enjoy yeah, it it's I a just, good game it's a fun game to play yeah it's just but i am finding that i'm getting bored remember how excited like it was when a new hero came out or even like a new map, man, it was the novelty. I miss it. man. It's, it's, it's painful. And you know, they did announce the delay of not just overwatch, but also Diablo four, but like that development cycle is a little bit more transparent to say the least. They're getting like constant updates and things are shared with them. And they have like uh, uh, the Diablo two remaster to, to have and like oh man i'm sure you guys well, are watching like the the arcane series on 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 that I, I haven't yet this could have been us yep. damn it yeah well okay so i was gonna us. actually talk about the <laughs> like the um the video like the i still talk i, I watch it it brings a tear to my eye oh. when we see the overwatch 2 sort of announcement to the, the trailer cinematic. so good yeah man. like i i can't handle you know, that pain anymore I, man you mentioning that gave me chills. I'll be right behind you. I I literally am sitting here and I got goosebumps <sighs> just thinking about that trailer. And that shows how good they Tracer, are at what they do. Get them to safety. Yes. I'll be right behind. Like I, I thought Winston was going to buy it. I thought that he was like Overwatch 2. No, Winston. Yeah, those like, days, I, I genuinely thought that was going to happen. I was I was waking up in the morning. I was like excited about Overwatch. Man, how how great it's going to be. It was the, the one game like Overwatch 1 was so good. Like, how can you screw that up? Just do the same game, add more stuff to it. I'm there, day one, day zero, day minus hundred, whatever. And like, oh. Well, let's be honest. They could launch it in 2077, (laughs) and if the three of us are still around. Uh, I I saw what you did there with the 2077, exactly the the peculiar uh, number you chose. Another painful memory like uh, that I want to erase from my mind. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I, I was in one of the communities I was talking about, I'm like, Overwatch 2 is already starting to talk about its new expansion pack, uh, No Man's Sky. <laughs> well, that game redeemed itself. If we if we are it going did. to go down that trajectory, I'm fine with it. It went from No Man's Lie to No Man's Sky. and Impressive. You know, Impressive. Yeah, it's just, you know, I my worry is that is Overwatch 2 going to be that game that gets pushed out like No Man's Sky did? Where it couldn't, it, it, it got... It got hyped up. Like, I think even now with all of the problems, there's still this hype. Yeah. Well, and, and I think that kind of speaks to um, what I was just saying with, with this whole delay and everything is they don't want to do a no man's sky. They don't want it to yeah. now. No man's sky was a little different. Cause I think that was 
actually. <laughs> Maybe not so different. I was going to say, also a I think starter game, I think. No Man's Sky? Initially. I all I know, like I don't know about the Kickstarter. All I know I is think Sony. It was crowdfunded. Yes. Sony decided to go and buy it, pump up it, pump up the Sony, hype, and yeah, Sony put some huge marketing money behind No Man's Sky. Like yeah. they they featured it on their E3 stage and everything, and that was kind of where it got this huge pop, and everyone suddenly knew its name. Um, I forget who the oh, developer yeah, yeah, yeah. is, but they released, and then they basically went quiet for two years. Uh, maybe maybe not quite two years but they went quiet and they made some massive changes and they released the game and they basically relaunched it and i think it's largely credited with being this huge turnaround story now overwatch i almost want to equate or overwatch 2 i feel like it's probably looking a little bit more or maybe some of this is wishful thinking in my mind it looks a little bit more like uh halo infinite where we saw halo infinite and people weren't happy with it. People were hating on the graphics. People were saying, this doesn't really look like anything new. This doesn't look like the Halo game that we want it to be. Um, and this was coming from you know a lot of people who knew Halo, who grew up with Halo, and who that was their introduction to you know, competitive first-person shooters in a lot of ways. Um, I think Halo, in a lot of ways, kind of kick-started the sort of competitive uh, first-person shooter scene. You know, that and Call of Duty. Oh, um, it, I'd give it to Halo. Yeah, I, I would yeah. absolutely. I think I Halo think, brought it I to the call mainstream. Call of Duty modernized it, but yeah. Halo was sure, the was one the that big introduced one it. And, and Halo uh, Infinite went through a ton of director changes and things like that. They brought people in who had left the company before um, and things like that to turn the ship around. And for all intents and purposes, every one of these uh, flight tests that they call them, it's basically yeah. beta testing. Um, every one of these... The clips on Twitter, you know, the, the people streaming it, the people who are getting access are saying that it's fantastic. I mean, to bring it to the Overwatch League, Golden Boy, um, who we've seen host a couple of Overwatch League events and things like that. Um, he was in the last uh, public test flight and yeah. he loves Halo. And watching the clips of this game, it not only graphically, but like gameplay wise, it looks so much fun. And it almost feels like we're at that point where they need to bring someone in who's going to do that for, for overwatch, who's going to take things by the reins and write the ship. Um, and a part of that is expectations. And a part of that is communication. And that is another thing that halo's doing, doing right, right now. Um, just to make it very clear, Halo the game, not Halo. Yeah, yeah. Not. yes. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, that's just the thing that's so weird to me. Like, first of all, one note: I confused the No Man's Sky debacle with with uh, Star Citizen. But that's a whole other story. Okay. Well, Star, Star, is Star Citizen a debacle because that game continues to make bank. I'm, I'm sure it is. I wouldn't call it a game though. But let's not get there. <laughs> um, I wouldn't believe for the life of me, like if you, you came to me in the past, like, I don't know, 15 years back and you would have told me that the biggest obstacle or risk of this game coming out is the fact that it's developed by Blizzard Entertainment. That's, that's the one thing that I, I'm like, oh, it's not going to end well. If you told me that before, I'd be like, no way, man. It can't happen. And now when you bring up Halo Infinite, I'm like, it'll be fine. It will be out. It will be ready. But man, I'm... Every modicum of, of confidence that I've been having is it's just like, I'm trying, I'm doing my best mm-hmm. to be optimistic. And they just like hack it to pieces yeah. time after time. 
you know, in reality, what is it we're we're spending what looks like 15, 20 minutes talking about? <laughs> Won't matter. A whole lot of nothing. Launches. Yeah. That too. Until right, then, like, I'll meet you at uh in Mystery Heroes. Yeah, that's pretty much where you'll find me, yeah. right? Because well, like I you know the game could come out and it could be phenomenal. We could simply be awfulizing and getting worked up about nothing. I think what would serve us well is getting, it doesn't have to, you don't have to show us the game. Don't show me how you've reworked Reinhardt or you've um, introduced a new map or a new PVP mode. Tell me what I should expect when the game does come out. Like, what is it? Your, what is your target? Mm-hmm. What is this roadmap? Like we've not seen a roadmap. Outside of what Jeff told us, why is it such a big secret? Why? Why are we? That's the part I don't know. Yeah, like give me art, concept, whatever. Honestly, to be to be totally clear about this as well, like I don't think there's a way this game turns out bad. I I'll 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 go on record and say that I don't think. Hey, because you, if, that's a very that's a very here. broad definition. Do you want Anthem? It's a, it's a great game. Fair enough. You mean like gameplay wise? I think if they literally copy paste Overwatch one and give us new maps, which isn't quite copy paste, but they're like but... trying really hard not to do that, and that's what I was like. Just sure, give it a better lightning engine. When Overwatch one was released, uh, sorry, when Overwatch two after that emotional cutscene mm-hmm. uh, shown. They just showed the game. It looked like, man, they're they're really uh, playing it. It looks great. It's like Overwatch one, but better. And then everybody came out with this, huh. like, oh, it looks like an expansion pack. And yeah. and while I, I understood that criticism, I, I believe that most people were fine with that. And then I don't know, maybe the backlash. They took it too seriously. And then things like five well, v well, five so came up or whatever. I don't know. I genuinely wonder if. They said, like, we need to have this for that. They built a sandbox. The sandbox looked phenomenal, but the sandbox was all, that's all it was. It was a sandbox. It was a simulated experience that they needed to get out the door to show us what they actually hoped to have. And then when it actually came time to, okay, so let's build this. So i i'll put my tinfoil hat on and i guarantee you everything had to do with like some weird decisions that were forced on them from the top and that's why jeff kaplan left and that's why everything came down like a big snowball and that's why we're here right now and it's not just a pandemic games are coming out all the time at this point there's there's no secret that there have been challenges with this game with other games um but i just i truly believe we saw we saw enough to know that the game will be fun at the very least to your point, you know, people say Anthem was fun as well. Um, well, I, I enjoyed Anthem, yeah. um, but I understood yeah. the problems that it had. Um, and unfortunately, you know, EA said, Hey, let's go and mm-hmm. do our Anthem, you know, remake. And then, then when it actually came down to, it's going to cost how much yeah. money. So yeah, we're not going to do this by the way, the game's going away. And it's, it's That's all sad. a question of scope, expectations, communications, right? Oh, like they, they, I think Omni, you hit the nail on the head as well. Probably they probably had something that affected everything else. They had something great. And they said, this is what we want to run with. And then they said, what are the repercussions? And maybe they didn't identify that it was everything. 
everything yeah. needed to change in order to adapt to that. And Anthem was a new IP. It's not like Overwatch yeah. has nothing to you know build from. It's like more like transition from Diablo three to four. It's not like reinventing the wheel. <laughs> I th- my issue, not so it's no much so much an issue, but I think one of the problems that Anthem had was EA. Yeah. Sure. Like, like, like I, Blizzard I, is now an issue for Overwatch well, too. Yeah, like, but I mean, let's look at EA. EA is very successful with existing properties. But I can't think of a new property that they've been able to go and launch where we're talking like AAA top tier that has landed. Um, now, I'm not going to say Blizzard and Activision have, like, there is a relationship there that's been changing and evolving. But if there's one thing that we know is Overwatch, it's not a new property, it's, it's an existing IP. Two, Activision has experience in pumping a yearly title out, mm-hmm. right? Like Call of Duty gets development. Sure. They have three developers mm-hmm. or whatever it was working in rotation. And maybe that's something that needs to happen on the context and blizzard or whatever it happens to be. Um, you look at like where EA is pumping out battlefield or focusing on apex developments happening there. Epic with Fortnite. Um, hell, I mean, Microsoft with three, four, three is yes. Taking their sweet on tarn time, pumping out a halo, but like but they're doing it right. Game development is occurring with top tier titles, mm-hmm. but something at Blizzard is holding this back. And it's not just Overwatch, Diablo 4. Um, apparently, Diablo was it Immortals or whatever their mobile game is close? Yeah, it's still uh, on track, phones. supposedly. Yeah, I mean, that might happen. Um, World of Warcraft rumor is that it's in a, uh, I wouldn't necessarily say um, a death fall, but. Uh, yeah. It's in a it's in a bad yeah, spot. Like Final Fantasy fourteen definitely benefited from they it, don't. and they should oh, a good dude. job on them. And New World, yeah, they World, had to yeah. delay delay for two weeks, and the development team yeah. was like gutted. And I'm like, I heard the game director was like Damn. crying on stream or something because yeah. he was so gutted about it, and it, and everyone was like, look, we'll take two weeks, all right, two weeks, not nearly yeah. as bad as potentially a year or two, like like the Overwatch community. <laughs> Well, in fairness, we have never actually been told when Overwatch 2 would come True. out. In, in, the only time there's been ever any date uh, was when like PlayStation Brazil yes, right. had somehow you know suggested. Yeah, the, the more we know, the more things like pop out every time with people leaving with the delays. I'm more like inclined towards that meme of, oh, if only you'd, you would have known how bad things really are. Mm-hmm. It's like we don't even know. I think how bad things are behind the scenes because there's nothing else I can like imagine that like why is it been yeah. going the way it there was been. one other thing you said, Chris. Um, you mentioned Arcane, the uh, the the League of Legends show that's on Netflix. Well, that was oh, was that on? Yeah. Sorry, my bad. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know League of Legends. I've played it maybe once, and it wasn't me neither. And I love the show. Yeah, I haven't watched the show, but last night. I went to it on Netflix and I watched, you know, the, the trailer that plays and everything. Yeah. And as I was watching, you know, obviously it focuses on whatever these two main characters to start and it builds and we start going through the world and we start seeing other characters. And I literally turned to my wife and said, if you know, league of legends, I bet every single one of these characters that is being focused on, that is speaking, that is having a dramatic reveal would probably be so fun to experience. If yeah. this were Overwatch 
And I don't know, maybe just for argument's sake, we're focusing on Cassidy as the main character and he goes to Egypt. You know, he's running into Anna there. You know, there's going to be reference to Farah. You know, there's probably going to be reference to other Overwatch agents like Winston, um, like Tracer, you know, and to have those reveals and to get to experience that would be so much fun, even in a two minute trailer. Like that would be so incredible. You know, I mean, again, talking about that cinematic, the the moment when Genji pops in there and and he has this big reveal that he's like basically coming in to save the day, like yeah, it, the it is, you literally potential. get emotional. You know, you literally well, get excited I, to see these characters. Uh, the wasted potential is so frustrating. I cannot now. If I'll go to YouTube and I'll watch Dragons again, mm-hmm. or I, I cannot help myself. I'm all goosebumps, well, and I like it's go so back hype. to this wonderful time of like, yeah, I can't wait for this, and the music and everything is just, just perfect. Mm-hmm. Ah, why can't we have nice things, Blizzard? Mm-hmm. Well, okay. The worst thing was the, and I actually enjoy it was the Warcraft movie. The Warcraft movie, I feel, was like it was an example of if, probably if, how not to do this. Yeah, exactly. Like I genuinely believe if if Blizzard had gone and embraced like a complete instead of trying to do a weird CGI, mm-hmm. you know, hyper reality, but had embraced sort of the, the animated you know, featurettes that we get pretty much in all their mm-hmm. games and actually focused on that and maybe went through over the top through streaming. There was there to be a future there. Like, could you imagine an over like, yeah, the overwatch series, take these expand them into mm-hmm. like, you know, 30 minute, you know, episodes or one hour episodes. I know it's, I'm not suggesting it's just easy to do. It's going to take a lot mm-hmm. of time and effort. Sure. I believe with the storytelling that they have already got in place, like, yeah this cool Cassidy event that's live with the, the comic it's, it's great content. Mm-hmm. And if there's one complaint about overwatch mm-hmm. from anyone who sort of played the game over the years, was that it's a disparate sort of backstory. Yeah. Like we, we play these characters almost interchangeably mm-hmm. without real understanding about them and how they got to be where they were. Mm-hmm. And that was what overwatch two is going to address. It reminds PvE. me of, of, Assassin's Creed one when it came out, like the gameplay was nice, but that's like not enough. And then Assassin's Creed two came out, and I was like, "There we go. That's mm-hmm. what this series can be." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. I know it's someone whoever's in charge at Blizzard these days. I don't know. It's hard to keep track. You listen to our show. Yeah. These are all great ideas. I, I am willing to give them to you for free. I'll, I'll come write the show for free uh, if you I'll, want. I will charge. <laughs> so 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 jordan and chris they got themselves a job but omni in fairness you have to charge you've got an additional that's mouth true, to take true. care of i gotta provide right. exactly um as we look to wrap things up i've talked about a few times there is an event for cole cassidy right now uh there is a a comic that a web comic that has been uh, put together uh the web comic itself was built around the old cowboy character and has been updated to be cole cassidy so um, it had been in our works for quite some time. We're getting some new skins with this event. Uh, well, it's a skin and a spray and a profile icon, as I believe it is, usually is. Um, but, uh, I mean, outside of that, it's not like it's a new map, not a new mode, not a new hero, unless you just suddenly realize that you haven't played in a long time. Like, oh, my God, I love this Cold Cassidy. Yeah, totally, new hero. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
So here we are at the end of a, a show, a little bit longer uh, than uh, the last one, though it's been a couple of weeks since we last chatted. Two weeks from now, there'll probably be changes. Um, who knows what'll be going on? We'll have a full roster. Mm. Yeah, because that all happens tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but uh, what final words of wisdom uh, do y'all have for our, our listeners this week? For every minute you are angry, you lose 60 seconds of happiness. That's very true. A good segue from from our last topic, where I definitely lost a lot of happiness. <laughs> I think I, I think the uh, the math adds up. Yeah, I'd say so. It does blizzard time though? Oh, well, that's, that's twenty seventy seven, right? Um, I'd just like to say that only brush the teeth you want to keep. <laughs> that's a great one. Um, well, seeing as there is a cold Cassidy event live right now, um, uh, why don't cowboys shoot the flies that are buzzing around them? Why? Well, it's easier to let them go barefoot. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh man. That's the deep joke. You had to pay attention to the words. Oh man. Um, knock, knock. Who's there? Haywood. Haywood who? Hey, would you hand me that lasso? You can tell he Googled cowboy jokes. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that one I just oh, did. Okay. Uh, the other one I had, I did have ready, but, uh, but no, anywho. Oh, is this, well, is this it's where a- I'm headed? Oh no. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> I, you ultimately dad jokes, just, they become a thing, mm. right? Like, my my daughter this last week uh, told me, hey, daddy, um, I can't remember what we were talking about, but I had said, oh, am I an adult? And she's like, yeah, but you act like a kid. <laughs> that's a great compliment. And I'm like. Young at heart, that's all. It's 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 kind of true. Um, like I am I'm the goofy, silly guy. I'm also like the disciplinarian. So generally, I'm, Ooh. you know, yeah. <laughs> But, but no, I'm in, in the good times, good times, daddy. It's when I'm a kid. So. Cool. Cool. Yeah. A friend of mine actually then commented on a Facebook when I shared that she's like, well, that makes sense because when you were a kid, you spent all your time acting like an adult. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> That's a good one. Anywho, um, if you happen to, uh, love those, uh, those dad jokes, I keep dropping the best way to tell us is by leaving us a review of the show, which you can leave, uh, pretty much any podcast application unless you take them. And if not podchaser.com slash ready set pwn, or if you'd rather just jump into ready set pwn discord, discord.io slash ready set pwn. Find us on all the social medias at ready set pwn, except for TikTok, Cause you know, Jordan hasn't gone created it yet. I'm getting there. Jordan's our new TikToker. planning things out first. I want a full content launch yeah. before I'm ready. Um, but next week we might be announcing delay until 2027. So <sighs> let's just, and, just uh, skip overwatch two and start with overwatch three. And, uh, and obviously we'll have a, a fourth host maybe by next episode. Cross your fingers. I mean, I, I haven't seen the, the nine one one. I got to go guys to the hospital right this moment. So you obviously did choose podcast over pregnancy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm getting text updates every once in a while. 
I think there's a photo. I'll I'll download it later. So on behalf of Jordan Etzer, Dr. J, I'm on yet only straight myself, Chris at Light Forest. I'm gonna sign off this episode with catchphrase. We'll